So let's start with reading Mark chapter 10, the first section. And this first section is uh, teaching on divorce. And we'll just have a conversation about this and how this plays out in, in our modern day lives. So uh, Mark 10, verse 1. I'm reading from the New Revised Standard Version. He left that place and went to the region of Judea and beyond the Jordan. And the crowds again gathered around him. And as was his custom, he again taught them. Some Pharisees came and to test him that they asked, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? And he answered them, What did Moses command you? And they said, Moses allowed a man to write a certificate of dismissal and divorce her. But Jesus said to them, Because of your hardness of heart, he wrote this commandment for you. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and shall be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Then in the house, the disciples asked him again about this matter. And he said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. Then it goes on. The next section is about people bringing little children to Jesus so that he might touch them. So we'll pause and talk about this. Um, So this is... Jesus is teaching on divorce, and I think this is a, a common you know, question in, in their day and time, uh, and as it is in ours. So what do, we, what do we see here in this passage? What jumps up to us that we want to discuss? What's um, confusing or hard to hear? Right. If you weren't hard of hearts, we wouldn't have to have the rule. Mm. Yeah, if we weren't hard. Moses had to make that rule because he couldn't live up to it. Yeah, he he asked them. His response was, "What did Moses command you?" And then they told him back, "Well, Moses allowed a man to write a certificate of dismissal for dismissal for and divorce her." Then he said, "That was because of your hardness of hearts. He wrote this commandment for you." <clears throat> My understanding was in that day they were divorcing women, and women had no rights anyway. And they were divorcing women if they burned the toast or uh, for spurious, right. minor inadequacies. Right. And his response to that was um, right background. Yeah. So he's if you if we see it in that light, then he's saying you can't divorce your wife for a silly reason or for a minor reason. And it's more of a holding the man accountable so that you must live out your commitment to your wife rather than, oh well, I'll just go and, you know, get rid of this in, in an unjust way, this relationship, and then move on to another one. Um, does that echo what you're saying? Yeah. Um, what, what makes this hard passage for us today in time? Like what makes this so uncomfortable for us? Your parents may divorce. 
Yeah, there's a lot of divorce in our, our culture, right? Your, your parents might divorce. Uh, there's there's a whole lot of people and you know maybe a young college age people who are resistant towards marriage because of their parents own divorce. It's a hard topic to talk about. Or you come to Christ after your divorce. Right. What if, and I, I was in a congregation where one elder said, you've got to go back to your original wife <coughs> and husband. Wow. Even, that meant th uh, three sets of children would be all mixed up. Right. The first set, then the for each, and then the common set. Right. What What about? I dismissed him as crazy. Yeah, I, I do too. <laughs> I'm with you. So what about? I mean, it is is. So I mean, he says here, he says, verse eleven and twelve. Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. If she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. Um, okay, that's fine. That's. That's not, you know, uh, let's see, where is it? Um, I mean, is, well, what is the eth you know, ethic here under, you know, the only thing that's talked about is committing adultery, right? Um, it doesn't say anything about domestic violence. Right. Well, that's that's a problem. <laughs> Three women every day in the United States die uh -huh. from the hand of a husband or a boyfriend. So what is it to me a... what Can, can adultery be broader than just a sexual act? Can adultery be breaking of the covenant between man and wife? You know? Um, I, I can I can read that as, as that's a fair grounds in my interpretation of it. And this is this is Andy, not I'm speaking as a person in the leadership of any church or anything, but I think that the the bigger ethic behind this adultery is has this per person broken the covenant, the marriage covenant with the other person. So I I, I would put this physical abuse as you could see that as breaking the covenant of the marriage making you know, you're supposed to have one flesh and if you are physically abusing the flesh of another in my mind that is breaking of the marriage covenant um, what do y'all think about that do y'all want to chime in or no or no no pressure to I feel like I can at least give my opinion since I'm listed as the teacher on the course this is my opinion, and I, I will say this is, you know, a big cause of a lot of conversations in churches. And I think it's good to have conversation and not shy away from, from them uh, when needed. If it's not needed, we can just move on, too. But any, any other thoughts before we... I'm glad we moved beyond the point where in, a, in other congregations where I've grown up, both people never return to church again. Hmm. The, the person who was sinned against might have <coughs> was not welcomed. Yeah. Either. Right. Yeah. I think we, uh, uh, I may be missing the point. Hmm. This is a Jesus response. 
his response is elevating the, the protection of women. Oh, yes. You know, because that they would be the ones who would be at most risk of the result of a divorce. After, after the fall, we got it all messed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of a sudden, things were going to go wrong. And uh, uh, after the, so look at it today, God was Breaking out into his creation, trying to get things back to the right the way we ideally set it up. And we, we can look, those of you that were in the sermon today, but we've all got to, we're still working on getting, sure. getting right. it right. Yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, with God's help, we, we, we can get it right. So I think we're focused too much on these words. I mean, we're looking for legal justification. Right. You know, Adultery and everything. We're looking for that, but I think Jesus is going back. Right. And there's not a whole lot on, on divorce, but there's a whole lot in the scriptures that talk about love and kindness. Right. How you treat other people. So you have to you have to weigh all of these scriptures in your mind when you go into a situation to interpret what to do in this situation. It's obvious what he wants us to focus on. Right. We really realize that in the great metaphors that we have, marriage, Christ, and the church, uh, it's hard to do that metaphor uh, and apply it to our Christian walk and to our Christian life. We're continuously messing it up and defiling God's plan. Mm-hmm. So, marriage, look, look, look how many times he, he, he equates. His relationship with us and America. Right. His relationship with us. Not over and over. So don't get too scared. Right. And the way he responded to the woman who had five husbands. Right. Exactly. The woman at the well and, yeah. and John 3. She was his first missionary. Uh-huh. She went back and told everybody. She told, he told me everything I've done. Come listen to this man who has told me. And, uh, you know, all the indications are that 
know, salvation came to her house, and that she was his follower, and that she, you know, they stayed there and had a couple days of, of listening to Jesus teach. And, and so, yeah, I showed you how he reacted to her. He offered her living water. Um, I think that uh, God seems to be doing a workaround. <clears throat> you know, he's sort of did a workaround when the children of Israel wanted a king, like everybody yep. else had one. That's right. You know, he knew that wasn't a good idea. Told Samuel, and said, you know, this is the way this is going to go, but it's what you want, so that's what you'll get. Yeah. And you know, your hearts are wrong. Um, so Moses came up with the articles of divorce, yeah. which was all, I guess a man could divorce a woman, it couldn't go the other way. Mm. Um, but the elephant in the room for us today is men marrying men and women marrying women. And none of us in this room may have been touched by that. But it is the law of the land. And so when we read this and other things back to Genesis, uh, you're asked to think about what is right and what is wrong. Uh, and so different ones of us come down on it different ways. But uh, I think that that that's an elephant in the room for our society. Absolutely. And many others around the world that have moved away from what appears to be a given mm -hmm. that marriage is between a man and a woman. Mm -hmm but it's no longer the world in which we live legally. Right. That's right. I'm just saying that, but thinking of the two men who live across the street from me. Yeah. Who've been married longer than many of the heterosexual couples uh -huh. that I have known. Hmm. I went to the, they had a memorial service at the house when one of them died uh -huh. because they didn't know where else they could go. Mm -hmm. to have it and um, how tender it was and how moved I was uh, and, and the relationship that was described was so much kinder and sweeter and gentler than many of the marriages I've known and uh, I, I can't I can't look at it the way most of my brethren look at it I, I just can't because um, that question wasn't asked him. Right. He wasn't asked, what about if you're just downright addicted to witch hunt, witches and, right. and the potions that witches are. Uh, what do we do about domestic abuse? Did you know that not men uh, beat their wives? And he doesn't, they don't ask him that it's question. It's not the question that's There asked are all either. kinds of questions that never get asked. What about child abuse, Jesus? Did you know there are a lot of men right. who are abusing their children? Did you know that? What, what about that? Yeah. And you don't hear an answer. Right. And because we have the questions that were answered, the traps that were laid mm -hmm. uh, to Jesus. And so we just, there it is, right there, Mark 10, Matthew, you know, there yeah. it is. Uh, and kind of ignore the fact that she had the right to adult, to divorce the man. Mm -hmm. That was a new thought. Right. Yes. Jesus sticks that in. She she has the right to a, to a, uh, a divorce. Yeah, her verse husband. twelve. She if she divorces her husband, but just to another, be careful afterwards. Right. Um, well. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. Uh, 
if there's a lot of empty space, like you're saying, and, and there's not, this is not a a check by check rule book law in the law book. It's a book of wisdom. That now we're left with the ethical wisdom that was presented by Jesus. We, I believe, through God. And now, how do we interpret that? And if you boil it all down, love God with all your heart okay. and soul and your neighbors. You're saying. He did say, well, "These are these are the two that all the law and prophets hang on. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength." Love your neighbor as yourself. So and in Romans, Paul says, you're not the judge. Mm -hmm. God is the judge. Right. Isn't that good? <laughs> yes. I don't have to go to sleep at night worried that I didn't judge somebody correctly. <laughs> I like that a lot. That uh, Because I, I wouldn't be a very good judge. Oftentimes I think I'd be harder on myself sometimes than I would on other people. Have you ever experienced that? I experienced that with my son, my seven-year-old son. Sometimes he'll say some things about himself. I'm like, you'd never say that about someone else. Why would you say that about yourself? I'm on a tangent here, I'm sorry. But, yeah, this, this part of, of judging, we don't have to be a judge of, of those around us. A guy gets to. We do have to you know, try to interpret the best we can and, and live uh, as, according to what we, we see. Do, you know, do our best at every moment. But I've, I've been wrong in the past about things. I'm not always right about the way I think. So that, that helps me uh, to know that I am fallible. Uh, surprising surprise, right? I mean, it's easier for you to believe that about me than it is for me to believe that about me. Uh, because I'm, I, you know, when you have your opinion, you think, I think I'm right. <laughs> but I think we're also in the same thing. We're also supposed to do our best. We're supposed to think hard and, and love well and do our best as we as we go along and be in conversation about hard things as much as possible. I think this is Jesus. At giving a question, and he takes the mic and throws it down. <laughs> Here we go. Bam. Drops. Nobody. Drop none in this crowd lived up to the standard mm -hmm. that were set. And, and, and I guarantee you, there were people that were asking questions that had had, had mm. bored and everything. And it's just like, now I want you to examine your whole life and where you've fallen short many, many times. Just this particular one, right? This is a mic drop. Notice, no, nobody answered him after he threw this down. So I, I, I think uh, we got to be very careful. Yeah. What? You're setting up too that they were they were trying to trap him in this. This there was a two definitely two sides of teaching, I believe. If you look at the different Jewish, you know, rabbis of the day, they had different interpretations on this issue. Hillel and Shammai, I believe. But yeah. I, I don't uh, I can't recall all the details in that Hillel but, yeah. was with uh, you know, whatever she did, people divorced her. Right. Okay. The others were no way. Couldn't remember which way it was. Okay. And they're, they're a little shocked that he was down that way. Right. Because he was sure he'd go that way. Right. And they were probably yeah. more strict. Yeah. Right. right. You've got to understand what is a sin to these people. Mm -hmm. uh, now, there's no women in this room in those days that, in this room right here, that would not be considered sinners. Is it the head covering or what are you saying? Why? Eating. No hair. You oh. had to show oh, yeah. no 
a wisp of hair falling down from your uh, is a sin because you cause it so. So these <laughs> are sin. These are pants. <laughs> yeah, a wisp pants. of hair. Yeah, I lust because of a wisp of hair. No, <laughs> no, uh, and, and so I, I say that as an extreme. And right. That's exactly what was going on. If, right. if you did something, if you went over turn on that light switch on the Sabbath, that was a sin. And right. so those were considered. Now we would you know if we were going to write sin we would consider this maybe ahead of those. But to those people that, that turning on that light switch was just as much a sin against God as showing your hair or putting makeup on or wearing jewelry. Or right? pants. Or pants, whatever it is. So yeah. we've got to be uh, so. Yeah, you're making. He's, point he's that pointing out. It's culturally. He's pointing out the hypocritical nature of, of, of all these people that we're trying to trap. That's what I'm. What else in this topic? I don't want to cut us off before we move on. If someone has something. Different. Yeah. <laughs> so if, if we have, if we want to stay here, I'll, we'll stay here. I'm just. I'm trying to drive. Uh, with I, I, with the so I have a comment yeah oh go ahead oh thanks <laughs> there are a couple of things that because so I'm divorced and that when I I read all the scripture trying to figure out you know it just really bothered me um, I mean it was torture to go through feeling like I'd made I just felt like God was gonna be so displeased me um, and I kept thinking about the same topic of uh, is it just sexual uh, sin and it, to me it is there was so many there's physical abuse emotional abuse alcoholism I mean there's so many problems that aren't uh, discussed right? that make it very difficult and um, it's very much a struggle. I think struggling is not a bad thing. I mean, I think we, it's important to struggle. And I think the topic of homosexuality is a big struggle now. With you know, what, where do you, what's right, what's wrong. Um, I know for me, with being divorced, I was really hard on uh, following the letter of the law. Mm. But then after I got a divorce, there's a lot more gray. I mean, it was a huge learning experience for me that I'll never forget. I mean, it was very humbling. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think what Sandy was talking about, uh, even with people who disagree with or you're not sure about that value system, if you know some people that have those problems, I mean, I have friends who are homosexuals right. or lesbians or whatever, and some of them I don't understand. But some of them are just really good people, and it makes the issues very confusing. Absolutely. Because if you know people personally, and that's a challenge. If you don't, I think it's good to try to put yourself in other people's shoes because it will change your perspective in some way. True. Uh, I still, I mean, I think if we need to have judge behaviors, and I don't know. That's part two. I don't really. I'm in a. I don't know. Right. But, uh, and then part of that, 
this is switching the topic a little bit. That always bothered me about if so and so marries mm -hmm. and then she commits adultery right. and he does too. And I'm like, well, you don't win there. Uh, it looks like you're cursed from then on. So I have never understood stood that the last, last part, the last yeah. two parts. That what you're referring to says, uh, Jesus said to them, whoever divorces his wife and uh, marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. Um, I, I read that, and this is, I mean, how if, if, he di if you divorce in a, in a way that's not... Superficial. Yeah, the superficial way for... Uh, burning the bread type thing. You know, if you divorce for a willy-nilly, for a, a, a bad reason, a, a divorce that is um, that is not, you know, uh, under under God's, you know, will of, you know, if if a man divorces his wife because he uh, is angry at her for something <coughs> she has done. Then he then he goes and he marries another person. After that, Jesus is calling that divorce evil. You know, he's saw, he's saying you're the one man who has committed the adultery. You know, now because you have divorced wrong. That's how I'm understanding it. Is is that um, is that how y'all yeah, read it? I think that can be difficult too because I wonder if the man left the woman for a reason that wasn't as black and white like adultery, mm -hmm. and the woman didn't want to get divorced. Right, so would say that she can't get married again, either. right? Even though she was. Well, I. Well, we're missing the point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is just where it's typical. I yeah, it's yeah. Hard to, we're, we're getting back to exactly Jesus setting up new. He's not showing the hypocrisy of the people that were coming to him. Yeah, the original. He's, the original purpose that set aside in Genesis. Been messed up. His, his original reference to Moses allowed a man to write a certificate of divorce and divorce her, but because of your hard hearts, he, you know, he gave this to you. Um, so, you know, I, I think the Old Testament messes with all of it because people after God's own heart had multiple wives. Absolutely. I mean, David had. You know, it's just like we can't. It, uh, I, I don't think what you can come to is. We can come to this as here's the definitive answer for divorce in 2019, because like it is not answering that question. This is answering a different a question for that purpose in that day and time. And Jesus answers a question that was meant to trap him in this way to show them their hard heartedness. Yeah. And so so we can we need to take this in, under advisement absolutely, but then we need to pair it with the rest of the wisdom that we see in the New Testament and Old Testament of knowing about love and the ethics of, of how we treat one another and, and what it is to break covenant with, with God and what, so therefore how can we translate that into breaking covenant with you know, and obviously you know we, it's, it's a painful thing so we want, it's a hard, hard topic to talk about but that, so I mean I, I think it's just this is a case where you have to come down and have a wisdom of discernment, and then an interpretation, too. And I believe that you do your best, and and, uh, and you come to that uh, place in, in a 
in a good way. You know, what what are the thoughts? Well, I think we need to remember that the resurrection power of Jesus Christ is not just a matter of eternal life, mm. but it He brings resurrection to our lives here and now. Sure. So, all of us, in one way or another, have sinned, mm -hmm. uh, have been broken, have been sinned against, have had all kinds of things happen in our life that um, are not pleasing to God. But Jesus has the power to make us completely new and to heal those broken places and to do a new a new story, a new chapter in our lives. Right. So it, it's not just about when we go to heaven we all get to heaven, but we we need to trust Him each day that He can make us new again, whatever, whether we gossip the day before, or whether we told a lie, or whatever it is, that He has all power mm -hmm. to make us new, and to do a new thing Yes, and even it's in those times when I sin, but then, you know, God has the power to give me grace and restore me to that. And there's also times that something hard happens in my life outside of my control, but that God's there to support me in that as well. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe it's not, maybe the suffering that I'm undergoing is not the result of my sin, perhaps. Sometimes the result of su my suffering could be the result of sin in the world or just the way that the world works and runs because it's, it's, it's you know, it's this environment that we find ourselves in. Because we suffer lots of times when you're doing the right thing. Absolutely. I mean, like, he, Jesus promises that you will have trouble. Yeah. You will be hated among men. This is not, you know, so like, I, I don't, I definitely don't want us to feel like, oh, well, I'm, I have problems in my life, therefore God must be disappointed in me for some reason. And that is not a Christian belief at all. Um, what else? I don't want to cut us off, um, but... Uh, well, practically, we're, we're almost done, I guess. Mm -hmm. What other other thoughts on this would you like to, to say? I, I wouldn't recommend this to somebody else. I'm very grateful my mother did not divorce my father. He had, according to my brother, at least six other women that he was with. Mm -hmm. I'm very grateful she chose not to do that. Uh, but I have a friend who should have done it much earlier, mm -hmm. who should have left earlier. But she hung on because of the Church of Christ mm -hmm. approach in her life was, you cannot divorce that man no matter what he does. And that may have been in my mother's head. Mm -hmm. But um, it was a, her marriage was a nightmare. My upbringing was actually warm and kind and had great respect for my father. Didn't know all that was going on. Great respect for my mother. More res more respect for my mother now. Absolutely. That I did find out. But uh, uh, I've just seen it work out both ways. Right. I was standing at the washing dishes and a friend came in and she says, you've got to pray for, and she named her husband. I'm going around telling everybody you've got to pray for him. Uh, he'd been running around again. Mm -hmm. And so we all did. And 
and prayed and prayed and prayed and nothing happened. I went over to see him. Very great. <laughs> went over right. to see him. What I told him what I thought. He said, come visit the woman. I want you to talk to the woman. So I went over and talked with the woman and actually brought her to tears. Mm -hmm. And uh, thought maybe I, I'm not fit to, I'm not up to talking to her. I need to get the preacher. So I went with the preacher to visit her. And he sat there like this. And I just saw her Arms face up. get hard. Right. And I thought, this I is... made the wrong, I made the wrong move there. Right. I shouldn't have done that. I went to visit him later at his house and in front of his wife, you know, he said, I just can't tell you, it's, you know, it's overwhelming. But if an elder would come visit me, and none of the men, you know, not a man. The man said, if an elder would come, just I, not a single elder has come to visit me. So I told the elders that. And evidently one went. So one day we were in church. It was just about over. We were all singing the final song. And here he came down the aisle. Tears. You know, people couldn't believe it. Here he came and asked for forgiveness. He had had a flat tire on the way. Uh, of course, no, no cell phones. And he had walked the rest of the way. He was so determined to get there and made it just in the last verse of the last song. Um, and they're still together and have two outstanding children. You know, I, I, it's just yeah. a simple answer just doesn't work in any right. of those cases. Right. It's a it is a broad, colorful question, and we have a lot of gray area in, in, the, in the responses. And so we, we have to come to it with wisdom and discernment. And I like the word you said, too, about the Samaritan woman, or Jesus' response to her. Yeah. I think that's a good Why place. Why didn't he say, wait a minute? You know, I'm, I'm a teacher lodging me talking to you. You've had all these men. And you could live with somebody you're not even married to. Right. That would have... And he, Not going well with and he offered her love and respect yeah. and living water. I am the living water that you see. She could tell there was something different in this man's eyes. Right. And he was one who... She was uh, not an object to him. Absolutely. And, and, and his response to her won her over and ultimately won her to a deeper faith in God. And so that she an example and an and a ambassador to her community. So let's look at all facets of Jesus whenever we're coming to our, our conclusions about things and, and do our best uh, to answer these hard questions. Thank you for your thoughts this morning and uh, conversation about this. We hope the kid stone has passed. I know. Pain, as pain freely as possible. All right. Thank you. Nice job. The new baby is doing really well. Uh, Mama's, they're still at home today, but I think maybe they'll be venturing out.